welcome back to the Spook House. It's good to be back. I am Phil. I don't know why I just like froze while I tried to say my own name. <laughs> my name's Phil, and this is my co-host, Doug. What's up, Doug? How you doing? You didn't even have a long day today. There should be no reason why you should be hesitating on saying your own name. I don't know. It's rainy and gloomy out. I feel like I haven't fully waken up today at any point, but uh, yeah, I'm here ready to talk about Scream. We are finally going to watch this trailer. I think it came out like three years ago and we still haven't watched it. No, more like yeah, last no, week, uh, but it kind of feels that way. Yeah, I only saw like the stills from it, like a couple of stills, so I'm not too sure what's going on in it. Uh, it Everything looks very different. New York, new rules. That's the tagline. So obviously it's going to be a little, uh, a little Wait, more Wait, is that unique. official? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was on the official poster that literally looks like The Last of Us Part 3, like a video game cover, cover art. Well, I hope the movie is more ambitious than that poster. Man, it's crazy how so many big movies come out these days, like the new Evil Dead movie. It's like, are they even trying? Well, absolutely not. And it it <laughs> seems like, and it doesn't even matter if it's like Marvel, Disney, Blumhouse, any, every studio, it seems like there's like, at least in like the marketing design department, and there's so many great artists out there that do like fan art that's like really like bold and unique and colorful yeah. and just like has more artistic merit than just faces on a poster slapped in the middle and like one character in the middle and all floating heads around it. It's just the same, the same familiar poster we've all seen. It has no... I think um, this poster, as far as floating heads, this might be the most I've ever seen on a poster. There's like 30 people on that thing. And it looks like a police lineup. And there's also characters on there that we haven't even met yet. They probably got like the hot dog vendor on the street in New York in that thing. I mean, <laughs> like just some fucking, just some random guy. Like, if hey, Jenna Ortega challenges Melissa Barrera to like a hot dog eating contest... That would make the movie way better than Scream 5 already. <laughs> well, That's how we do it in New York, baby. Dollar slices and dirty water dogs. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, being that you're from New York, are you are you more interested in this one? Or are you like, man, eh, get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sucker for movies that take place in New York because like, I love seeing my, like where I live. I don't live in the city, but I you know, frequently go to the city and have been going there since I was 11, 12, or even earlier than that with my dad when he took me to, like, basketball games at MSG. Um, so, Knicks vs. Bulls, baby, when Michael Jordan scored 50-something points on us. Nice. Still have the ticket. It was pretty ridiculous. My dad was very wasted, and he, uh, some random stranger watched me while I took a piss, so that was fun. Anyway, um, what? yeah, uh, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> tangent um no i'm i'm excited for them to try something new because jason takes manhattan is my favorite of the jason of the friday the 13th franchise just because it was so different it went out of camp crystal lake and everything and it just explored a whole new territory and i saw a still with of, of ghostface with like a like a like a shoddy like a shotgun so like yeah what that's kind of that? bad like i don't know like I hope they do it justice, but it looks badass. All right, me. I predict that's going to be just somebody robbing a store wearing a ghost face mask. 
be like Could a be. false alarm kind of scene. Yeah, like a red herring. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, I saw the Bulls play also in like 96 or 7. It was when Rodman was on the team. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. straight up like 97, 98 around there. Yeah, I must, I must have been like 9 or 10. But Yeah, it was a good time, right? Yeah. I got they Michael were, Jordan's autograph. Team. Did not you really? Ga- not from that game, but he did a celebrity golf tournament in Greenville, uh-huh. North Carolina, kind of close to where I grew up. And so I just followed Michael Jordan around all day watching him play golf. And he signed autographs at the end. He seems like, a, I mean, he's a very competitive person and very within reason because he's the great, he's the greatest of all time. There's no argument there. But he just seems like if you ever, I don't know if you ever watched the documentary. The Last um, Dance. Last Dance. I've seen it like three times. So it's good. So fucking good. Yeah. But like the, him and Rodman and Scottie Pippen, they're all out there after the game signing autographs and just making kids' dreams come true. They just seem like they understand the celebrity uh, athlete to fan uh, ratio, I guess. Like they just know that they they would make people's day just by just going out there and saying, hey. Yeah. Well. Didn't think we were going to talk about the last dance. Hey, on hey man, if you if you didn't grow up watching Michael Jordan play basketball, I mean, too young for you, bro. We all we all had the starter jackets. We all had the Charlotte Hornets jacket. We all had the Bulls jacket. Even if we yeah. didn't like the team, I mean, everyone loved the Bulls, no matter where you are. That Charlotte Hornets jacket that was like people that didn't even like the team wore that jacket. I everyone had it had because them. I was from North Carolina. That's right. I had it. I don't know why I had it. <laughs> that color scheme was too fire. That pastel blue and the purple. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hey, you know what we should do? Like for our Patreon content, which will be coming soon. We got to get that set up, start doing some random stuff, but we could just watch like old Michael Jordan clips. <laughs> stuff watch like, watch like the the, uh, the embarrassment tapes, like the dunk t- tapes of him just dunking on people. Yeah, it's a good idea. We got to get that set up. All right, um, let's watch this Scream trailer, Doug. Let's do it. Let's get into it. So you haven't seen this, right? No, I was I was waiting for you. And okay. to be fair, we were supposed to record this episode on Saturday at nine fifteen, but and what happened? Daddy's man? Daddy's tired, and mm. I overslept. <laughs> Daddy doesn't know how to set an alarm. <laughs> I told you, I set the alarm, and I woke up, and I fell back asleep. And I was just sitting here sipping my coffee, had everything set up, a lights, camera, microphone, ready to go. And I'm like, all right, Doug's going to pop on any minute now. You're you're a morning beaver. You let you wake up at 5 a.m. You sniff that morning no, I air. I wake up at like 7 or 7.30. That's too early for my eyes to function. All right. Well, all that matters is we're here now and we're going to watch this trailer. You got a problem here, guy?
had this secret. There's a darkness inside of me. It followed me here. And it's gonna keep coming for us. We share a certain history. This isn't like any other ghost face. What is this place? A shrine. We've got to lure him in. We execute him. Hello. Let's play a game. You know you're like the 10th guy to try this, right? It never works out for the dipshit in the mask. Maybe. But there's never been one like me, Gale. <laughs> I'm something different. That's why I'm gonna shoot you in the head. You want me. So let's finish this. Guys? All right, Doug. First thoughts. Go. It looks super fun. I didn't. I did enjoy it. I. I. I like. I like the New York setting. I really do. I can't deny that. That when I see a subway, I just. I just become erect. You can just smell why. the piss. I. I. I, I see <laughs> the bum smoking crack in the corner already. Uh, it's just gr- like just being in New York is very gritty. So I like that. Um, wow. I could just tell from those scenes with Melissa Barrera. She might take she might take it a second year for the the spooky spirit award. Uh Jenna Ortega <laughs> looks great. Um what did uh what did uh MB say? She was like, "You want me? Come come get me. Let's finish this. Powerpuff girls, go." <laughs> There's no no emotion, but either way, I what's going on with the warehouse full of she looked. It looked like Iron Man suits. It's like all yeah, stacked up next to each other. I'm not really sure what's going on. Seems like an odd plot. Because rents a lot in New York City, and for someone <laughs> to just rent a building just to keep like Ghostface memorabilia in, I it might get a little too fan servicey. Yeah, you know, like because I was reading it, just I was scrolling through Instagram and saw like Bangoria posted something, someone breaking down like the Easter eggs of. Ghostface, like victims of Ghostface past and everything. It's like, are they gonna like just fucking give us all the stuff that we know and love, and they're just banking on nostalgia? It's a possibility. Not sure, but I oh, got I, I mean, to, man. Got to. Hey, do you remember uh, Scream Two? Do you remember Scream Three? And they're gonna have the 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 like a script from Roman's old movie or something like that. Yeah, or uh, the suit that uh. Cotton Weary was wearing at the beginning of Screen 3. That all-white suit. Looked like he was about to meet you at the crossroads. That was pretty, that was pretty <laughs> dope. <laughs> do you think do you 100% think Stu... 100% Cotton. Uh, I was gonna say, do you think Stu is gonna pop up in this movie? Everyone's been hyping it up since Scream 5. 
people still seem to think it's going to happen somehow, even though his face got bludgeoned with a television. Well, you know the rules, Doug. Nobody doesn't mean he died, right? They can write it off somehow. They can come up with some sort of reason. I do have to say, like, this ghost face, was it just me or does he look, like, pretty big? Like, kind of jacked. Kind of chunky? Um, That's New York, baby. He's been, he's been eating that dogs. pizza. That's right. He's been eating all the grease. Um, I don't know what's up with the mask either. Why it's like burnt like that. This is like the Halloween kills mask of the Scream franchise. Well, it kind of has like an aged look, I guess. I'm fine with the mask. It looks pretty cool. And this ghost face seems to be a little more, uh, you know, sped up, a little more animated. Yeah. Kind of has like this new, new light to him. Whoever's behind yeah. the mask. I mean. I think it looks cool. Or she. Or she. Could be, you know who also can't act, by the way? Who just, like, coasts along? Uh, Allison Williams? Not in this movie, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to talk about Megan again, be my guest. Uh, Courtney Cox as Gail Weathers. She's just I... also delivering the lines, like, it's just, like, coming out of her face, rather than just, like... I agree. ...having any sort of range of emotion. Jenna Ortega is really just out here killing it. Man, that poor girl's back. She's getting spine and bifida, man. <laughs> but the, I, I like the other kids. I like carrying the other. this movie. She's she's carrying a whole lot. She's she's really the emotional weight. She was the emotional weight to the fifth movie too. I thought. Hey, you know what? While I have it pulled up, let's just kind of. We don't have to play it again, but go frame by frame. All right, I really think that that whole gas station scene, that's got to be like a robbery or something. You think so? I don't think. Man, they can't give Ghostface a gun. You're not Art the Clown. What are you doing? I think, well, again, it's new rules. If that's the tagline they're going for, it's something brand new. He's never used a gun before. They like to keep it, uh, all the old ghost faces like to stick within the canon. I thought you said goat goat face. Goat (laughs) goat face. (laughs) It's just a... Michael Jordan in the ghost face mask. Ghost face, baby. <laughs> Bringing it full circle, like a basketball. Hey. <laughs> uh, no, uh, what, do you, what, do you, what do you think about it? Are you ex- more excited that you've seen the trailer now? I mean, this is sure. Giving you a little more hope? It's a, it's a good trailer. It does have kind of a, uh, kind of a dark, mean edge to it, which could be cool. Okay, I bet every dollar I own that at some point in this movie, they're going to say something along the lines of, well, if this were a horror movie, I think we'd be safe. Anytime a movie goes to New York, they've clearly run out of ideas. <laughs> they're going to say you know something it's gonna like, get super meta like that. If they say that line, I'm going to text you and be like, my Venmo is. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's do let's do Scream 6 bingo. Let's do a bingo board and write down all the shit that we think is going to happen. Look at Courtney Cox here. It never works out for the dipshit in the mask. Oh, God. You're right, man. Dude, I've been saying this for like the past three movies. Like, just kill Courtney Cox, please. The thing is, I I like her character. I like Gail. I like Gail Weathers. I liked her her, um, chemistry with Dewey. 
I like how she's, you know, rough around the edges and she's not afraid to, you know, she's a journalist or whatever. So she's just not afraid to go balls to the wall and, you know, get what she wants. But like she, her acting, it just seems like she's just reading the lines. Yeah. Like she's putting no emotion into it. Yeah. It's gotta be a nice paycheck for her. But yeah, I agree. Um, every time I rewatch Ace Ventura, I'm like, God, she's so flat. Jesus. Like, even just... in a- even Ace Ventura. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, I mean, I I was never a big fan of Friends or anything. I mean, Courtney Cox to me is just like a middle middle of the road actress. Talk about cruising. She's cruising. She's in the trunk with James Wan and yeah. Patrick Wilson, just cruising along just as you would say. Cruising down the highway. No, Patrick, on cruise control. Patrick Wilson. No, she's in the right lane. I I retract that. She's not a Patrick Wilson. <laughs> Patrick Wilson's a good actor. All right, thank you. Yeah, he he is he is very good. I'm speaking of Patrick Wilson again. Off topic, Insidious whatever that he's directing is coming out uh, in July, I believe. He's directing it. He's directing it, and it's going back to oh. the first family, like him and Rose Byrne and Ty Simpkins, who was also. Did you notice? Uh, me and Phil both saw the whale last week. Uh, I was yes, whimpering in the theater. Uh, Phil was straight faced the whole time. You don't know that. <laughs> no, you said you said you started to tear up a little bit towards the end. Yeah, I mean the ending was really sad. But what part did you cry at when he was um jerking off and had a heart attack? Yeah, because he didn't get to finish. Wait, I thought he did finish, and that's why he started having the chest pain. Oh, I thought he would just started like it started to hit him and he just stopped jerking off. But interesting way to open. a movie. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I cry- I just cried at his existence. Like everything about this man was so sad. It was yeah. so upsetting uh, just because he couldn't. And he looked at everything so positively, too. But um, the the door to door Jehovah's Witness, that was the little kid from Insidious. Oh, no way. That was okay. Ty Simpkins, I believe his name is. Hmm. So, um, I think it's going to take place during his like college years, from what I understand. The new Insidious. Oh, all right. He's but be Scream Six, beer bongs and smoking weed with his dream demon. That would be that would be some like house party, scary movie type of stuff. <laughs> all right, He's Scream the- Six. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot to go on in that trailer. It's just one of those things. We'll just have to wait and see. Um, do you want it to be Matthew Lillard? I've let's been... do let's do predictions. Scream six predictions. Okay, the line about New York, guaranteed. Absolutely will... has to happen. Yeah, you know they're going to. Maybe that maybe they'll even be a Jason Takes Manhattan reference for the for the classic horror fans. Well, on that train, I did see a. Some people post this on Instagram. You can see a pinhead mask. Yeah. Freddy Krueger. It's like, we get it. This is a horror mm-hmm. movie. You're yes. making a movie in the horror world where these exist. We understand. Yeah. Don't have to shoehorn it in every five seconds, but they're going to do it. Yeah. Fine. They're going to turn directly towards the camera at one point and be like, hello, audience member. If you didn't know, you're watching a horror movie. Just, <laughs> just checking in. All it's right. Halloween night. We're going to have some fun. <laughs> Look deadpan into the camera. Should have got hit with a shovel. Uh, <laughs> I love movies that depict 
Halloween in New York. Uh, very lively and very gritty. This didn't seem like that to me, but again, it's only the trailer. Um, yeah. See, predictions? I Okay, I'm going to say this. If they do bring Matthew Lillard back, they better have a damn good explanation and a good thread for him to be left out of the other movies and back in this one. It will... Listen, it will, would it be cool to see Matthew Lillard back in, you know, Ghostface garb and in the Scream franchise? Yeah, it would be. I'm yeah. not going to say it's not. It better be good. I just hope they do it justice. Because if the story's not there, and it's some hokey way of introducing him back into the franchise, it's going to be annoying. But I feel like a lot of people are going to... I don't know. I... We do have high standards, possibly. I probably have higher standards than you do. <laughs> uh, sure. Depends Maybe. on what we're talking about, I guess. Yeah, I, I because you liked Sick and I absolutely hated it, just for example. I use the words pretty good, okay? Pretty good, yes. And you also yeah. said you'd never watch it again. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably not. I mean, <laughs> why would you? It's just... Because it's yeah. a pile of trash. Yeah, you rustled a few jimmies with uh, our last episode. Did I? I always I didn't read. Well, I read two comments. No, I, I mean not really, but I don't know. Somebody hit me up on uh, mess. Left a comment on TikTok. And by the way, hey, the Spook House podcast is on TikTok. I've uploaded right. like a few clips, nothing crazy, but you know anything we post. On Instagram or whatever, I'll throw up on TikTok and eventually start doing some original content up there just to fuck around. Yeah, we're 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 cool kids now, so we're gonna start posting some uh, some fun stuff to get oh, the God, word out bro. there. Straight, <laughs> we straight busting for real, for real. <laughs> yeah, no cap, baby. I was I was ready for Ghostface to be in like a like a rap cipher, like he just got caught up in like a freestyle battle on the corner of like fourth. And uh, New York Avenue, let's go. Just throwing dice and drinking 40s. Old English, yeah. baby. You know you know, <laughs> Ghostface is going to drink the Henny. Um, another prediction. I bet the killer gets away in this one. This is going to be the one movie where the killer isn't revealed. And it's going to carry over into the final one. Because they are making another one. They're probably going to milk this. And I think that's when they reveal that it's Matthew Lillard. Hmm. That would be interesting if uh, if they do like a cliffhanger in this movie, because that's never really been done before in this franchise. Yeah. I don't think it's just been kind of wrapped up and then they make another one um, and Ghostface, the Ghostface murders start happening again. Uh, that would be kind of cool, kind of different if that's what they're going yeah. for. Um, I really don't have any predictions like that. This this trailer didn't give too much away, which is cool. Uh, the yeah. shrine to Ghostface, like that plot line, is a little. I'm a little curious mm. about that. Not really sure where they're going with that one. I love that you were thinking about like, you know, rent prices. You got to be really dedicated to. Is this like a private collector? Is this like a because museum? The, yeah, it's a it's a lot of money to even own like, fucking like 200 square feet in New York City. A one bedroom apartment is like like three grand. So that's like a big yeah. warehouse. They better have like I hope they explain that well. It might be like one of those um 
murder museum type of things. It seems like it's empty other than the, the ghost face stuff in there, though. Yeah. And they don't, it's a secret buyer or something. And no one knows who it is. They're going to have to find oh, it out. Oh, yeah. And they're going to like, Melissa Barrera is going to be looking up internet records. Like, you see here, this was last sold to so-and-so. As one does. Because you could just look up, you could just look up uh, confidential police records on the internet. <laughs> but honestly, when when Scream Five came out, and that first scene happened with Jenna Ortega and the whole intro, and mm. she was selling it, I was yeah. like, "This movie is going to be incredible," because the her acting is just like, I just I, you just buy it, you feel everything, you feel every emotion that she's putting out there. You could tell she cares. And yeah, I like and I was... like the other cast. I like the supporting cast. I know you don't you have problems with it, but No, I mean they're fine. Um what's the one kid? Uh Cuba Gooding Jr.'s son. That's his son? Mm-hmm. Oh shit. I didn't know yeah. that at all. Yep. Good for him. Yeah, good, Nepo good baby for him. at work. Um Yeah, those are the the um like Randy's niece and nephew are pretty fun i I like i like all them i like how they interact and stuff like that but they gotta move the franchise to them melissa barrera is not selling it because you could already tell they're doing that angle with like she has some demons and they need to be summoned and skeet ulrich is gonna pop up looking all rubbery again looking like he's like zeke the plumber from solution shorts hey we got some um some listener questions doug that's right that's right yeah, do you want to, I know you threw up a little questionnaire on your personal page. Do you want to go through those real quick? I did, yeah. They're probably not as serious as yours, but let's uh, let's go through some. Okay. Well, this did pop up in this episode, but uh, Oz the Great and Powerful, that's the homie. Well, Oscar. Totally supports the spook house. What's up, my, yeah. my good sir? Uh. He wants to know, he said, do you believe Brendan Fraser will win an Academy Award for The Whale? Uh, well, he didn't, right? He won the, uh, no, no, no. He was oh, nominated was the Golden for Globes Golden Globe, and he lost uh, to oh, okay. Austin Butler. He has a troubled history with the Golden Globes because that's where he got sexually assaulted. Um, yeah. Which is why he wasn't in attendance. They're, on Tuesday, they're releasing the Oscar nominations. He will get nominated. And he will, in fact, win. There's no way he's not winning. I hope so. He deserves it. Yeah, it's one of those movies that makes you want to be a better person to other people and just be kind and to just... It's just a very, like you said, moving movie and his performance is just like... Not even when he was, like, speaking because he was doing mm-hmm. work that he's, like, never done before or that we never seen him really do. But, like, his facial expressions, like... You could tell he was just troubled and damaged and hurting on the inside, yeah. and he just chose to chose to be positive, and he like didn't care about himself at all. Very selfless dude, performance. Dude, that scene where he just like goes crazy, eats like two pizzas, and that was hard to watch. I was like, Jesus, man, that was rough. Uh, the scene with the um, sorry, we're spoiling it if people haven't seen it. But uh, the scene with uh, Samantha Morton, the ex-wife. Oh, yeah. When she's like, God damn it. 
Like look at like look at what you've done. And he is just like holding yeah. her. I was fucking finished at that. Every, I cried multiple times in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> that was hey, rough. if something ever happens to you, that's gonna be me in twenty years. I'm just gonna give up. <laughs> You can't I can't find- do the spook house without Doug. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna find me on a fucking mobility scooter, just depressed, <laughs> just listening to old episodes. Uh, I will, uh, I will, I will bring you, uh, I will bring you meatball subs till the end of time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's a that's a thumbs up for for Brendan Fraser winning uh, at the Oscars. Absolutely. Um, and then we have another one from the homie. Mark, uh, Mark, Mark is the best. He's uh, we nerd out on all the Marvel stuff. Uh, Instagram handle it's rated Merc. Very good dude. Oh uh, yeah, this is a scream related one, so this is perfect. All right, uh, let's hear it. Why aren't you hyped that Kirby is finally back in Scream Six? I mean, she wasn't even really a pivotal character in Scream Four. She, I mean, I liked her character, but. I mean, it's fine. I don't mind that she's coming back. Um, it's going to be a lot of remember this thing. Yeah, it's how remember we talked this about this from Scream Four. Exactly. It's like the banking on <clears throat> nostalgia thing. I her character was awesome in Scream Four. I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, she was a good character. She was like the snarky, quippy person. Um, yeah. I I guess a lot of people. I find it. I I was I was surprised with how many people gravitated towards her i guess because they see a lot of themselves in kirby i just don't see that mm-hmm. for myself i mean i like her i like the character i just hope they work her in in an organic type of way where it's not shoehorned in for the nostalgia purpose of it yeah i mean i'm kind of indifferent yeah it's whatever fine. yeah all right um, well thanks for the question yes thank you sir um this one comes from one of the best friends of the spook house vanessa of course, Ooh, I'm, were, I'm wearing her shirt right now. Yeah, baby. She was, as always, very kind and sent me the sweet Woodsboro shirt from her clothing line, The Frightful. So check them out if you want one. It's got a sick embroidered yeah. scream knife on the sleeve there. But yeah, the embroidered part the embroidered part is the best. I can't wait to rock mine because it looks super fly and super fresh. Um, she wants to know... If you were to write your own horror story slash film, what would be the premise? Um, it's a little bit of a head scratcher. Maybe something involving a massage therapist. Since that's oh, what I do. The, very specific. It's a very like specific a, type of uh, premise. It's a massage therapist, but he also kills people. That would be something very <laughs> different. <laughs> that has to be a slasher or you could do like silence of the lamb style and make it like psychological and like whisper in their ear as you're like doing their traps and put them under like a trance <laughs> 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 while you're like elbowing their fucking spine. You could be like <laughs> chicken bucket, $7 KFC. Just whisper some like code words to what? her. <laughs> I mean, this sounds like a great movie. Yeah. I, I say, I say you write it, I'll direct it, and we could lock that bad boy up. Mm. Massage um, Massacre. Already a perfect title. Very much on the nose. Very 80s inspired. Yeah. Massa- mas- massage Therapist Massacre or Massage Massacre? Just Massage Massacre. Massage Massacre, double M's. Yeah. Yeah. That could work. 
That could totally I work. I love it. I actually, the at the the beginning of the pandemic in early 2020, uh, well, like mm, this was like a month in the pandemic, so like March 2020, <clears throat> I had like this dream of these like obviously during a pandemic, and I had a dream of like this this ring of underground cannibals, and I had a dream about that, and for some reason I woke up and thought like you know the movie like Cannonball Run. I've never seen it. Me neither, but you've heard of it, right? Yeah, I've heard of it. Okay. So I woke up and I'm like, I should write like a script of a short story and I should call it Cannibal Run. Just That's I, pretty and cool. I, and I wrote it. <laughs> and I have I have what? it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so was, it was during the pandemic, so it was kind of like this underground cannibal ring because like food runs out and food is spe- sparse and everything. It's uh, actually a pretty good idea. I mean, it's probably not great, but it'll, it's very, it'll be very corny. And I, I have, I, I will give credit. I ha- I thought of this one cool scene with the cannibals eating like a child, which was cool. All right. It's pretty disturbing, <laughs> but yeah, that's, exactly. That's cool. Uh, so that's what I would go for. Um, All right. There you go. Uh, Blumhouse, get on it. You'll make anything. Just give us so, money. Yeah. <laughs> Just give us creative control and we got you. Don't hire us a director. We got it. Um, okay. Can't get enough of these questions. These are All always right. fun to read. Uh, Kate, our good friend Kate Mecca Motra. Uh, she wants to know, uh, she wants to ask what your favorite Deftones jam is. Doug just threw his phone behind <laughs> him as if he was like throwing away a piece of trash. I wish in that second your phone like hit your bedpost and just shattered. Yeah, I was waiting for it to hit the floor because I have terrible aim. And somehow, like, Deftone starts playing as soon as it hits the floor. Don't throw but, your phone. You don't have to do it. Oh, no, no. Now it's back. Now it's back. Although, my my brain broke at the sound right, of what's the a, What's a Deftone song you kind of like? Where you're like, okay, well, like, I fucking hate Disturbed. You like Disturbed <laughs> because you have horrible tastes. <laughs> I can listen to some of their songs and be like, okay, well, this riff is kind of cool. You know, like there, there's, and then Yama Nama comes on and I'm like, God. This At is least awful. you can appreciate the band. Sure. I mean, they, they're a talented band, but. Dan Donegan is a very it, technical guitar player. And a very cool name. <laughs> You're like, of but course is, that's his name. But is there like a Deftones riff? Yeah. Say something nice about Deftones. I, can, I, I can't appreciate even, that so many people like them. <laughs> like, say I something even, nice. I'm trying. I just can't even think of like another song title besides My Own Summer because I really don't pay attention to them. Does it, if, his, if his fucking goatee made a noise, what would it sound like? Um, <laughs> if his goatee... <laughs> Yeah, sexy. Really, really gets the sex appeal going. No, um, I don't fucking know. I can't think of a song name. Yeah, well, mine. Um, shit. Yeah, you you actually have I, an answer for this. <laughs> I don't know. I love pretty much everything on Around the Fur. I will say this. How about the hidden track on Around the Fur? It's called Damone. D A M O N E. Remember hidden tracks. They were I was so, going to say, it's man. very avant-garde of you to mention a hidden track that, like, maybe 
only real Deftones fans know about. Hey, they man, sit through the whole I'm entire the album Deftones somehow. Fit. <laughs> well, I always forget that that song exists, so I like have to go back and look it up. I'm like, oh yeah, this hidden track was awesome. Another good hidden track, um, Slipknot. Get this. Yeah, that shit Give is Give me a wild. scream, Corey. <laughs> Dude, that song makes me want to just like eat people's arms off. (laughs) That song is good. That song is very hype and very aggressive. And uh, yeah, way better band than Deftones. But that's just my own opinion, my own summer. You can take that opinion and shove it, Doug. Yeah, yeah, we get it. Same thing over and over. Goodbye. See what you did, Kate. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> see what you did no we know how to get me riled up thank you kate we love you yeah. very much uh okay let's go to the other question which way am i going here okay and another good friend of mine lexi her name is lexi she's a very awesome person with terrible tastes uh cult of craven you you, you probably follow her but she's super oh, dope yeah. uh very awesome. Uh, why are your takes on movies so consistently wrong? That's a valid question. <laughs> Go ahead, Doug. <laughs> because I have taste. My tastes are oh. not juvenile. I like good screenwriting, and I like solid acting. And that also includes mm-hmm. the terrible, trashy 80s movies that I do happen to like. Lexi, on the other hand, likes some hot shit. Like what? Sick. Oh, well... I mean, that's not an offensive movie to say that. Yo, you like. it's offensive. It's not that bad. Jesus. I, just, <laughs> I listen, and I and I want. I love cinema, and I love oh. finding out. I love an all tour. <laughs> I'm I'm sitting. I'm every movie I go to. I have a little notepad scribbling down my thoughts. No. Um, but no, I obviously want to find something positive in every movie that I see, but I can't find anything positive about that movie. That movie hurt me. All right. That movie well, hurt me. Okay. And I love Kevin Williamson. I like Scream is my favorite. One of my favorites. And I don't know what fucking yeah. Well, he was writing with broken fingers apparently. But no, I'm kidding. Lexi does have some solid taste, and we do have some great uh, debates on movies. Her taste is just a little below mine, which is fine. All right, those are all your questions, Doug. Uh, yeah, that's all. That's all I got. All right, well, I got quite a few here, so I'm gonna go ahead and jump into them. Um, my friend Justin from Epic. What? <laughs> Nothing. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> just right in the middle of a question. What? <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a big dumb animal, isn't he? Fuck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. My friend Justin from Epic Film Guys, which, by the way, if you've never listened to that podcast, please do. Um, very good podcast. I listen to every episode. But hey, he cool says, dude. he says, Kirby, that wig, discuss. She Did you like, oh, yeah. If she's not, then that's a bizarre hairstyle interesting it looked like hayden pantier's real hair i didn't notice like a fake you know i didn't notice her wearing a weave or anything no weave 
Yeah. <laughs> we um, have to pull it up and look at it again because it looked real to me. It's still real to me, damn it. Right. Still real to me. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, may- maybe it has something to do with the plot of the movie and it's an actual wig. We'll have to find out on March 10th when it comes out. Here we go. Got it right here. Um, It does kind of look like the Megan like robot hair. <laughs> Are they going for like? Is it just me, or does she look like, um, Megan, Tiffany, from Bride of Chucky? Wait, is that her name? The no. doll. Wait, Glenda. Glenda. No, I'm talking about um Chucky's bride. God. <laughs> God oh, oh, Tiffany. Yeah. Okay, that's what I said. Tiffany. You said Timmy. I I did not say Timmy. <laughs> Tiffany. I, I, your your southern accent's creeping out. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm white trash. Okay, all right. Is it just me or does she? Right now. Is it just me or does she <laughs> kind of look like Tiffany from Bride of Chucky with the leather jacket and? Yeah, I mean Kirby was always on the cutting edge of fashion because she's pretty edgy. Uh, Is that a wig? I'm bad at telling if people are wearing wigs or not. It could be hair extensions, possibly. Uh, I mean, it doesn't... Yeah. Maybe it's just the lighting. It could be just the lighting. It looks real. I mean, she has a full head of hair. Um, So who really knows? I mean, I I honestly really don't care if she's wearing a wig or not. I just hope that her acting is good and her part in the movie is, uh, you know, naturally placed in there. Uh, wig or not, it's fine. Yeah. <clears throat> she should put it in cornrows. That'd be sick. I mean, Exhibit should pimp her ride and do all that stuff. White girls with cornrows. That's always fun, right? Talk about white trash. Yeah. <laughs> you know she'd be reeking like Marlboro Reds. Wearing Cookie Monster sweatpants. Yeah. <laughs> Eating beef jerky from the gas station. <laughs> Ugg boots. A, got, the, got the pants tucked in the Ugg boots. Pushing a stroller down the freeway. Like on the side <laughs> of the freeway. <laughs> Has like a fat farm puffy coat. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you nailed it. Um, you know she got one gray tooth too. Her hygiene is not so great. <laughs> great. <laughs> that that plaque is growing. Oh man. All right. Well, thanks for the uh, topic, Justin. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, here's Johnny seventy nine wants to know: Is Ghostface Sid, mm, no. Ooh, you I, know what? That was one of my predictions. I uh, would walk out back of the theater it. if it was. There's no way in hell it'll be. I I, I think Sid. I think Sid is going to be in the movie. I think they're keeping it highly under wraps. I don't know if she's Ghostface. I wouldn't bank on it. But ne- but Nev Campbell being in the movie, I think, is still a possibility because you can't have. A scream movie without Nev Campbell. I really hope that it's just the whole kind of publicity stunt of saying she's not in the movie and then she's really in it. That would be pretty damn lame if all that was just like a publicity stunt to throw people off. Or maybe it was real and they actually paid her and we just don't know about it. I mean, I, I really can't imagine a scream movie without Nev Campbell in it, even though if she was really shoehorned in the last one and didn't have much to do. Uh, scream is Nev Campbell to me. Um, yeah. So it would be really heartbreaking if she wasn't included in the franchise anymore and they didn't really give her her due because she deserves it. She 
carried this franchise, just like Jenna Ortega's doing. Her as Ghostface, though? No. I don't no. think possible. I don't think... I think that would be really warped. And At just, the very least... make sense. If they um, didn't want to pay her for, like, a full role, like, just kill her off in the beginning. That'd be so cool. Like, what a way to start a Scream movie. Kill off Nev Campbell. Yeah, Ooh. that would be epic. That would really be cool. Uh, just like how... Courtney Cox and Melissa Barrera are driving down the street. Oh my god, their car drove off a cliff. That's a <laughs> that'd be a good way. <laughs> There's a cliff. I can't stop. <laughs> Here comes the meat wagon. And <laughs> <laughs> just in slow motion, you see their car just flying off a cliff. I hope they that'd ran be- out of their budget and it's just like a plastic car from like CVS and it's just like it's <laughs> yeah. totally noticeable. It's like the end of uh, the Got the Life video. Corn. Yes, yes. <laughs> we need those tracksuits. Oh, man. All right. Next question. Got another the no one emotional from, acting range. Another one from Vanessa. Where did your interest in horror come from? I'll just start and say yeah, take that I don't really have any memories of like not being intrigued by horror. I found, dude, I found like some, remember in kindergarten, you would just draw shit and write a short story about it for like as an exercise or something. I found this uh, one that I did. It was like Jason and Freddy. It was just a shitty drawing (laughs) with like, it was supposed to be Freddy's knives, at least finger. Oh, you got to find that. You got to find that and frame it or something. God, it's probably at my grandma's house or something. But yeah, I don't know. Um, just always been drawn to it. I think that's how we kind of all start. We're just kind of all curious about it when we're younger, while also being terrified of it, but it's still like drawing us in. Uh, yeah, I remember in third grade, like just being, I remember seeing like, you know, for some reason I had like um, dreams of like Michael Myers, like being like walking around like the playground of our school and stuff like that, just because I saw it. It must have been, and I still can't really remember fully what horror movie I saw first. I know Killer Clowns is one of the first ones. Halloween had to be one of the first ones. I just, I just can't recall specifically when. But yeah, I just kept getting. I was just curious about it, even though I always was entertained by like darker subject matter. It just was kind of always intriguing, and then it just kind of yeah. led to horror movies. Yeah, I mean, I just don't remember a freaks. time where, yeah. <laughs> That and, like, heavy music. I was just drawn to it when I was younger. And it kind of goes hand in hand, I guess. Like, if you're in, like, generally speaking, if you like that style of music, you probably like horror movies. It just kind of, like, it's, like, adjacent to each other. Yeah. And they're both kind of, in their own worlds, sometimes, like, looked down upon. You know? Yeah. Kind of like the, the, I don't know, the black sheep of... Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, thanks for the question. Next question from Melanie St. George. Hello. Do you think they will do us a favor and kill off Sam? Well, um... Do Phil a favor. I think they should take my idea and... The car scene, right off a cliff. Like, Fast and Furious style, right from the jump. Oh yeah, and Jenna Ortega could be trying to, like, save them... And then Melissa Brayer will be like, 
family. And then she'll just fucking <laughs> go right off the cliff. <laughs> and the gas tank just explodes. That would be something yeah. different. Um, well, I, I will say this about um, Melissa Barrera. I'm sure she's a nice person. I've seen interviews with her. She seems lovely. Um, with that said, obviously I'm not a fan of her acting. I hope she has gotten better with this movie. Can't get any worse. Can only go up from here. So maybe maybe she'll surprise us. Who knows? The trailers do not look promising just from those no, little No, they don't, but I'm trying to remain optimistic us. and say something nice. So there you go. I hope she's better. That's all we can hope for. That's all we can hope for. But you know, she has sure. like one of the best scene partners in Jenna Ortega to bounce off of, so there should be no reason why she's that bad. Mm. Well, Jenna Ortega's so good, it really she's highlights so... just how bad she is. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's like they're acting in two different movies. That's like uh Daniel Day Lewis and Carrot Top doing a scene together. You Jesus. Know? I don't <laughs> I was thinking about watching Chairman of the Board tonight, too. <laughs> No disrespect to Carrot Top. You can't hate on Carrot. He's got a Vegas residency right now. Oh, he's crushing it. Um, All right, my friend Lauren wants to know. Hey. Y'all should try and break down what you're able to see in that shrine. Pretty sure it had the TV that killed Stu. Hmm. Also, regarding this shrine, thoughts on if it ends up somehow being about... How this country is obsessed with true crime. Maybe if that's like a theme of the movie. Yeah, that would be an um, interesting angle to do. Because, because what what angle are they going to take? Because in Scream 5, it was all about elevated horror. What are they going to say in this one? Well, it's all about the TV series now. Hulu, Netflix. Oh it's my a, God, I just thought of something. It's a new year, you know. What? Is there a possibility of of Radio Silence possibly bringing in anything over from the Scream TV series? Mm, I strongly doubt that. Because who okay. even remembers that series? I've never even watched it. I think I watched like one episode and I was like, this sucks. I don't understand how you could... It, listen, Ghostface and Scream is centered around Nev Campbell and Sid and her family. I don't understand how the TV show can deviate from that. I don't understand it because everything all, all always comes back to Sydney. I don't understand how the TV show even got made or it was on MTV. Um, but yeah, I hope since it were there, if they're going like the TV route rather than like, oh, it's all about serialized stuff now uh, that they don't include any of the TV uh, actors or the, any of those storylines that would be just be weird shoehorned um or how about this stop um beating us over the heads with like this meta storyline throughout the entire movie like yeah of course you can have a little bit of that it is a scream movie but just be a good movie like stand on your own stop relying on just commentary about movies and all the tropes and everything. Like just yeah, be a good fucking movie. That seems to be the last thing on their minds because I mean, even in scream two, like it opened up with them, like a screening of stab. And then in scream three, you also like 
the stab movies were always in the background and it seems like it's just so meta now yeah. that it just becomes like it's it's Knowing. just like kind of unnerving that like all right we get it that this is a movie and that they're self-aware but like let's just keep going like let's bring it back to like the roots of a horror movie and like scare us because scream they have like some legit like jump scares and like really cool scares and like now it's like you know it's coming like even in the trailer of this movie gail goes i'm gonna shoot you in the head yeah and then she shoots at the closet and then you wait a second and then you know he's gonna pop out it's just so like you know the scares are paint by numbers and slash movies speaking of that line just totally unbelievable in that moment you know, there was a lot of that in Scream 5. Like when Jen Ortega shoots Amber in the head, you've just shot another human in the face, and you're really going to say, <laughs> I still prefer Baba Duke. No, just stop. It's because it's a meta type of movie. They're letting us know that this is like Tango and Cash, where they speak to the camera, and it's all puns, baby. It's like, how would I know what I'm watching if they don't remind me every two seconds, Doug? Good callback. It's called a callback. Yes. Jenna (laughs) Ortega is too good for these movies. Please rewatch Scream 5. Going off of your little rant earlier, how you like good screenplays and dialogue. (laughs) Oof. There is some hot trash in that fucking movie. I mean, I I agree. The writing can be better. I don't hate that movie, but... Every time I rewatch it, I'm like, "Wow, this is the writing is just garbage." You it, the 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 uh, the likeness of it just keeps diminishing every time you watch it. Yeah, um, I'm more curious about what Lauren said about the TV that killed Stu being in the shrine. I didn't catch that, but that's pretty cool. Good catch if it is. Yeah, there. it did go. They do have the clothing. I think I saw the clothing of um uh Rose McGowan's character Tatum. What's her name? Tatum. What? Tatum. There you go. Uh <laughs> idiot. Uh I thought I saw her like skirt or whatever like on a mannequin possibly that looked like mm-hmm. it. Um but you could it could be like a secret art dealer type of deal and like they showcase like real life serial killers in this world uh and they it's like the museum of death in new orleans or california they go around collecting the artifacts somehow and they probably you know got it from the police station or whatever and auctioned it off or bought it or stole it um yeah we'll have to see i I really don't know where they're going with the shrine thing so i rewatched scream like a couple weeks ago and i watched it with somebody that had never seen it before and whenever I do that, it's almost like I'm watching it on a different lens or something. It's almost like I'm watching it for the first time in a way. Yeah. And I was like, am I going to, is this still going to hold up? And it did. It was incredible. Like just such a creative and smart movie. And by the end, I was like, I was questioning. I was like, wait, who is the killer again? Like, <laughs> you know, I've seen it a thousand times. Like it just well, holds because up. It's like such a mystery. Yeah, it holds up so well. Um, all the misdirections are perfect. There's not nothing's like really ham fisted. And I also thought like, wow, Rose McGowan. They should have kept her around. She was so good in that. She kind of reminds me of like the Kirby character. 
Yeah. Just like she's or in the background. She's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other. Yeah, Kirby reminds me of the Rose McGowan character. Um, just because she's like not up in front, really. She just has like a lot of like funny things to say and she's just there. Um, yeah. But yeah, the first, I mean, the first scream is classic. You can't, you can't deny that it did a lot for the horror genre and it's been copied so many times. They're even copying themselves now. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, a lot of things in scream five, it just felt like a parody at this point. It's kind of hard. It's kind of like, I don't want to say Scooby Dooish at this point because, like, you know, you meet someone uh, in the beginning, and then they have the mask on, and they're like, "Let's reveal who the killer is," and it's the person from the beginning, which is yeah. like the easiest, uh, easiest answer to the question: Who's the killer? It's um, Amber. Hey, Ambular. They just got, like you said, they got to write a good movie. <laughs> hey, Ambular. <laughs> which, by the way, I watched Clueless again, also like a couple weeks ago. Still holds up. Still classic. A it's a classic movie. God, Elton, don't you suck? <laughs> God, Elton, can't you suck? <laughs> so I, I can quote that movie for days. <laughs> if I'm too good for him, how come I'm not with him? <laughs> Bashing her face against the table. <laughs> Brittany, Brit, shout out to Brittany Murphy for being a legend. Hey, you've seen gone, gone Cher- you've seen Cherry Falls, right? No, I haven't. Oh, dude. You have to watch that tonight. So I watched it for the first time, like, I don't know, six months ago or something. And I always heard it was a good movie, but that movie should have been right up there with Scream. I know what you did last summer. It should be mentioned really? with all those. Yeah. But the what studios totally, the studios completely um, fucked that movie because... Um, it came out in 2000, I think. It was right around the time that Columbine happened. Oh, and everybody was okay. like really sensitive about like any sort of teenage violence or anything. And there's <clears throat> scenes in that movie where people are literally getting killed in the hallways of a high school. So they Jeez, were like, yeah. oh, we can't, we can't put this out in theaters. So it just came out at the wrong time, but very good. And Brittany Murphy's great in it. So... I gotta check it out. Um, it, it's always terrible when a movie is mismarketed and it's actually a really good movie and it flies under the radar. And Brittany Murphy yeah. is just great and everything. Girl Interrupted, uh, Ramen Girl, uh, Eight Mile. She's even great in. Uh, but every every actor has those movies that just like you know one of them just like goes under, and no one really knows about it. So I got I gotta check it out. I remember seeing the the cover for it. Yeah. And the the cover never like struck me. I'm just covers like, oh, not great, movie's... but solid movie to anybody that hasn't seen it. Check it out. All right. Well, thanks for the question, Lauren. Um, our buddy Oscar yet again coming hey. back. What is your favorite song of all time? <laughs> How is that even possible? Do you have one like a go to favorite song? I'm, I can. I mean, I, I go through phases all the time. I'm sure it's whatever my. Based. Yeah, it's all mood based. Um, but like you said, there's always ones you go back to that like are, are your favorite songs. Like you have a, just a bunch of favorites that cycle in and out. Yeah. Uh, if I had to, if I had to pick one that I always go back to that always puts me in like just like a zen like state, and I could just like it never gets old for me. Uh, this must be the place by Talking Heads. 
That bass line is mesmerizing. The lyrics just get me, even though you can interpret them any way you want. I don't know. I just I just love it. it makes me it makes me long for a place that I've never been to. If that makes sense. <clears throat> I need to like kind of dig in further into Talking Heads discography because there was like a period there many years ago where I, I listened to them a lot for a short period yeah. of time and i was like man this man's really good david Byrne is a complete him. genius you would uh mm-hmm. you would be into them you might like their earlier stuff more than i do because it's more punky and type of aggressive even though i like that stuff too but the, the later albums with uh this must be the place and uh, girlfriend is better. It's just, it's just like super funky uh, and super just groovy and interesting. David Burns a nut job. Did you ever see the movie Wall Street Two? No. Um, the Oliver Stone movie. It's got Shia LaBeouf in it. Uh, I Wall well, Street, of course. Money, money um, never sleeps or something. Yeah, surprisingly, a really good movie. Well, I mean, it's Oliver Stone, so not surprisingly, but pretty much every song in that movie is a Talking head song. It's like the whole soundtrack is talking heads. Now I want to watch it. <laughs> now I want to watch yeah. it just for that. It's actually a really good movie. It's um, Josh Brolin, Shia LaBeouf, Michael Douglas. I mean, you can't watch. hate Michael Douglas. Yeah. All right. What would your go-to song be? Um, Don't say anything Deftones. <laughs> <laughs> you could ride that white pony on out of your fucking room if that's the case. I would say I've had one song for the last couple of years now that I keep going back to. That would be Turnover, Dizzy on the Come Down. Mm. That song just, something about that song is just so good. That's funny you mentioned Turnover because my runner-up song was going to be a Turnover song, but not from that album. It was going to be a Sunshine type from Supernatural. Okay. But Dizzy on the Come Down is a really good song and a lot of people I mean that's like their hit album like that's their classic one that like everyone yeah. goes everyone gravitates towards I like all their albums though so. Yeah, I'll they're, say um, Dizzy on the Come Down. Um all right. <laughs> Charlie Loxley says, "Hey, why does why does Gail empty the clip into a door?" <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> Valid question. Right? Because if she was so smart and has done this before, chased after Ghostface, she would just wait for him to come out. She wouldn't just bucket through the fucking door. And to like she would she would ensure that those bullets were going into his cerebral cortex. Surprised she didn't like turn it sideways. Like break yourself. <laughs> New York motherfucker! Gah, 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 gah. <laughs> because she's an idiot, that's why. She's I don't know. They need a way to kill off Gale in this movie, so that's going to be the way. God, I hope so. She doesn't serve a purpose really anymore. I mean, Dewey's gone. She's going to be there to throw out the quippy lines of like, I've done this before. Apparently not, because she just missed. She completely missed Ghostface inside the closet. Dude, pretty much every line that she says in Scream 5 is something to do with, like, I've been here before. I've I've seen this before. Like, yeah, uh, nothing new, guys. <laughs> Give her a little, like, they gave the legacy characters nothing to do. Hmm. Besides Dewey. I thought that was David Arquette's best portrayal of, of Dewey. Okay, final question. 
Let's do it, baby. This comes from my good friend Josh from Lunch Meat VHS. Hey, and what's up, baby? For those that might not know, me and Josh do another podcast called VH Snacking, where we talk mostly about 90s nostalgic comedies. And for each movie, we create a snack for the other person that kind of ties into the movie. Um, food, food yeah. industry adjacent. Yes, and we're going to be working on some new episodes soon because 90s Rewind Weekend's coming back to the Mahoning Theater in September. More details to come, but it's going to be The lineup is sick. Can't drop the details yet, though. Um, Ooh, keeping it confidential. I know, though. So, Josh wants to know, will Doug ever shut up about hating Deftones? Well... <laughs> That's a good question, Josh. I think as long as people keep asking him about it, he'll never shut up about it. That's right. I have no problem. As much as I love voicing my love for things, I will also voice my hatred for things. And it's fun to get under people's skin. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I'll keep talking about it. I see no problem with it. I really hope Deftones comes to your venue sometime. Oh, speaking of Doug's venue, I'll be up there February 9th through the 12th. That's right, right, baby. I got my tickets. I'm going up to Strong Island to slap Doug in the face personally for all the Deftones (laughs) hatred he's spewed over the years. We'll be getting getting Angelo's. We'll be getting some ramen. We'll be getting some good old New York bagels. He's going to have we Can we go see your dad? My dad? Yeah, he lives up the block. Oh, hell yeah. I get to meet yeah, the you boss. Can party with him. <laughs> hey, he's the boss. He would uh he would love for you to hang out with him. He's the best. Uh yeah, it's gonna be a bomb time. Hell yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Just three days of hanging out with Doug. What have I gotten myself into? <laughs> yep, I'm annoying as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, it'll be fun, and um, I'm sure we'll do like um, some sort of live hangout while we're there. We yeah, yeah. At least jump on Instagram or YouTube or something. Well, those are all the questions. Any other topics you want to cover, Doug? Well, I didn't see this movie, and we didn't really talk about it on... We didn't really cover it because I haven't seen it, and I think we talked about it vaguely on the last episode, but Phil saw Skinamarink, and... I did. Yeah. What is your what are your thoughts on that? Cuz I still haven't seen it. I'm waiting for Shutter because it's it's not in theaters anymore around here near me. Um but have you now it's been like a full week to process it. I know when you yeah. texted me first, you were like I don't really know what to think about it. With Skinnerink, I could try my best to break down everything that happens in that movie and describe it in great detail to you and I would spoil nothing. So I'll just (laughs) speak freely about it. I applaud um, the filmmaker that made it for 15,000 bucks. I I love that it's doing well. And I mean, it's it's great for horror in general whenever something like that happens. I like that it was different and it got people intrigued and talking about it. However, as a movie itself, 
Um, it was just hard to follow at times. I mean, there were like maybe three scenes where there was like, kind of felt like something was about to happen, like something creepy happens, and it's like, okay, here's a little bit of momentum. And they just do nothing with it. And then they'll just go back to like shots of the corner of a wall, shots of Legos on the floor for 10 seconds, shots of a doorway for 10 seconds. And it's just, it's really nothing to grab onto, narratively speaking. I was going to say, there's no like point to the film at all. Like, not really. I mean, there's like a loose plot to it. And I've seen a lot of interpretations of it online. Um, but even then, man, it, I, I don't really have any desire to rewatch it. I like that I saw it in theaters because for like the first 10 minutes, it, it's so slow and it kind of lulls you into this almost sense of boredom and kind of curiosity. Like, okay, well, where's this going? And then like, once something kind of creepy starts to ramp up now that you're in this weird headspace almost dreamlike they could have done more with that once they brought you into this world but they never really did it's like they had the he had the setup to deliver some terrifying scares and like but it doesn't i mean there's a few moments where that kind of got me a little bit um i thought it was kind of trippy though like maybe it was cuz i saw it in theaters but there's like this distorted effect over everything in the movie and after a while if you're just like staring at the center of the screen it almost like becomes like a psychedelic swirl or something because you're just staring at the center of a screen and i don't know i mean it it, it does put you in a weird headspace um yeah i'm very interested in seeing it because what everyone's been saying about it it's it hasn't been overly negative and it hasn't been overly positive. I'm kind of down the middle. I, I like it for those reasons, but I felt like it could have done so much more. It was way longer than it should have been. It should have been about 30, 40 minutes. Like a tops. short film or something. Yeah. I can see it working good as that. But as a full movie... Uh, yeah, just didn't do a lot for me. And I really wanted it to. I was like, God, I, I was stoked to see this movie. Like we kept talking about it. I was like, I hope it's, I hope it scares the shit out of me. I haven't seen a movie in a long time to do that. And what's frustrating is I think this movie could have done that. Like just this concept and the headspace that it puts you in. All the ingredients were there, but just nothing came of it. Didn't completely land for you? No. So, it's kind of frustrated with it. Yeah. Could have I'm been re- a lot could have been a lot more. That that's what I always find interesting with a lot of the newer horror movies that come out that are just like absent with scares. Like mm-hmm. with a horror movie, no matter what genre subgenre that you're working in whether it's psychological or slasher or paranormal you still have to put fear into into the audience to make them feel uncomfortable or unnerved or just like glued to the screen and i heard some people feel that way about this movie Uh, i've also heard some people 
that said that they want to fall asleep while watching it and that it didn't interest them at all. So I guess it obviously depends on the person, you know, what your fears are. Um, I just think that, like, if you're going to do a slow burn like that, there has to be something happening. You have to have yeah. some type of scare. You have to have you have to have the way, draw people in and then shake them. You have to shake them up and, and keep doing it and ramp it up. If you're going to do a slow build like that, like again, hereditary was perfect in doing that because it ch- yeah, kept on and- building and building and building and then it explodes. And then the jump scares pay off so well. Um, yeah. And I, I was, and look, I didn't want, jump scares i didn't want the camera to just be staring down a dark hallway and then a ghost pops up on the camera with a loud noise like i didn't want that but but like just slow creepy yeah just just like the um trying to think of just an example something in signs maybe signs does a lot of good scares in that way where you don't know, like, you obviously know things are going to happen, but, like, the way they're executed is just like, oh, like, this is just unnerving. And the, Did it have a score at all? Like, was there a score? Or was it just quiet? No, there was just, like, like, the way a degraded tape sounds when it's playing, just kind of like this ambient uh, distortion mm. or something. There was that. And also, like, the, the really old cartoons they would play constantly in the background like public domain cartoons from like the 50s or something Um, right i really i really want to see this movie just it didn't land for me i don't know i and that's okay yeah i was really rooting for it and you remember what i said i was like i probably shouldn't go to the theater to watch this because i bet it's going to be very slow very quiet and i'm going to be able to hear like everything yeah, you know, there was uh, somebody like two seats down from me that was like, <sighs> like every two minutes, <laughs> audible like, sighs coming out. It's like, can you not audibly express your boredom or frustration? At one point, I want to lean over and be like, "You can leave, like just just leave." If you're bored, I, I thought of saying leave. things to many people. So many times at a movie theater, like just shut the fuck up, like just stop <laughs> do stop being you for like an hour and a half. Oh, I did throw out a shush after like thirty Ooh, minutes. Oh yeah, you hit him with the. I shush. said, I said shh. <laughs> Dude, any any time I go to like, oh my god, any Marvel movie that that I go to, obviously it's with fucking teenagers. Like, there's a lot of teenagers in this in the theater. And I'm just like, do you motherfuckers care? Do you care about what's on the screen? Because I do. Shut up. I'm trying to listen to what the man in the iron suit is saying. I'm trying to listen to this floating alien, and I can't hear anything over you fucking deep-throating Twizzlers. Shut the fuck up. Uh, I'm trying to watch Guardians of the Marvel Guy 12. Do you, Marvel mind, guy. Keeping it, do you mind keeping it down over there? This is I'm the sixth installment. This, I'm trying to watch this generic fucking garbage. Do you mind? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I can't uh, hear the CGI on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's just like, I mean, I, 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 I am guilty of when I'm like 
hyped about a movie or something like gets me, I go like, oh shit, or just like, you know, gasp mm-hmm. or just like something. I'm a reactive type of person, but I'm not just like, oh shit, like yeah, they're just talking to my like having a conversation with people. Motherfuckers are Snapchatting in the theater. I hate that. I want to yeah. piss on their phones. <laughs> But that's illegal, so that won't be happening. <laughs> I just want to stand uh, on top of their, their seat movie. and just piss. They just feel like some warmth on their shoulder. They <laughs> turn around, it's just you pissing. Yeah, you're now watching the Rivers of Kwai, motherfucker. <laughs> this is this is this um, is the stream right here, live stream. Yeah, baby. very. I'm very curious to hear your thoughts on Skin of a Rink when you watch it. I feel like you're gonna kind of think about the same that's what you said about sick i've seen some people saying that like this movie got under my skin and i couldn't stop thinking about it i think it's almost like it's what the viewer brings to the movie like if maybe they have some specific childhood trauma or something i could see and it did kind of tap into this weird place um just feeling like a kid scared in the dark you know i that explanation intrigues me because everyone was afraid of the dark when they were when they were kids everything in the movie is pretty much shot from like a child's perspective it's all like low angles hmm. like yeah that's cool and it does create this creepy world but you got to do something with that environment that you create you can't just be Oh, this is weird and different and spooky and just have nothing happen. If you get a chance, maybe you should watch the maybe if the director has done some interviews, maybe if you get his perspective on it, what he was trying to go for, maybe that would like add a little maybe you'll understand a little more because if I there's been movies where I just it, like again it doesn't land for me or I don't understand something and I watch interviews and I'm like I see where you're going, I still don't like it, but I see now where you were going it could have been or it could have just been like he didn't ha- that was his only idea like there was no other ideas built onto what he already wrote down or he just wanted to keep it very minimalistic and that creepiness yeah. is in the simplicity um i'm on february i think it comes on shutter february 1st so i want to watch it because i don't want to i was thinking about pirating it or getting it on my computer but like i want to watch it on my tv i want to Shut all the lights off. I want to shut the curtains and I want to do it properly. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of the only way to watch it. This is not a daytime watch. That's for sure. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to um, watch it uh, definitely at night. I operate I operate better at night. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, it's past your bedtime right now at 8 o'clock. I even texted you the night before, like, yo, 9.15 sharp, gotta be rolling, gotta I work, you, like, you said, relax, bitch, I'll be there. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> and my body was tired. Relax in all caps. I had that wicked stomachache the night before, so I was just like, <laughs> or two nights before, uh, that, that was, that yeah. was awful. It's all good, though. But um, I got nine hours of sleep and my body was just like, you're sleeping. <laughs> All right, well, I think that'll do it for this episode. I thought this was going to be a 20-minute episode. Oh, no, more like an hour and a half or something. These are the ones I like, baby. Yeah. 
But yeah, we'll go ahead and wrap it up here. Let's see. Any announcements? Uh, You lock it up. You lock it up. (laughs) Sweatshirts are still for sale. And by the way, I am throwing in a free t-shirt with the same logo on it for anybody that buys a sweatshirt. So sweatshirt and a t-shirt for 40 bucks. We'll have to make a post about that to make it official. Not bad. Pretty great deal. But thank you so much to everybody that has already bought one. Yes, yes. Really appreciate it. And, and keep uh, on, uh, if you do order them, always send us a picture because we will post it and we will appreciate you always. Yes, please. And Doug, we got to talk about this, but we got to get our Patreon set up. Start doing some. That we do. Just random shit. I'm like, dude. I'm we t- we're talking nineties wrestling matches. We're talking about watching Royal Rumbles. Michael. We're Jordan. talking about what Michael Jordan, literally anything that we come up with. Uh, we just love to talk about. Our, our passion, which is cinema and old school Attitude Era stuff. Yes. Anything uh, Attitude Era. Another new metal episode. Uh, literally anything. There's really no no limits here. No, I, just, I want to start just like watching random, like random shit you find on the internet. Just call it like Phil and Doug watch the internet. We could just, just go. Yeah, like, we could scroll on our on our new TikTok, which you have. Uh, I don't have the passion oh yeah, for it. Add us on TikTok. Do you, I'll give it to you. All those so, like the only way crazy skits, all those little crazy videos you post on Instagram with you dancing in your underwear, wearing a scream mask, hold a mannequin head. You want like that, that on a? You want that on the Spook House? Sure. <laughs> all right, I'll do it. I mean, I'm going to do Owen Wilson reviews horror movies, so that's right. Be perfect. Everyone, get ready for Owen. Owen's coming to town. Wow, I got the, I got the wig and all. Wow, unbelievable. Yeah, he wow. looks like, he looks like an extra in Orange County. <laughs> also a great movie. Oh yeah, that is. I love that movie. Yeah, um, another classic Jack Black uh, turn. All right, well, we are going to wrap it up here, but thank you oh so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Um, Doug, I will talk to you later, my friend. Love you very I'll much. I'll talk to you later. Love you.